welcome to Daily Caffeine with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Thursday, July 4th. And uh, I had, look, this is the, from a costume last year. I, was, I dug it out of the box. It's all broken. But I thought it was worth it just to show you. Look at these cool little hats if it had been intact. Anyway. I think you're insane. Did you have to <laughs> glance at your calendar to say it was July 4th? As <laughs> all of this. <laughs> I'm not good with dates, Carter. <laughs> How are you? Here, I'm, I'm doing well. I appreciate your lights. How are you, how are you back there? I'm good. Today's going to be a, a busy, fun day. Look, yeah. I, like, I like celebrating holidays. I like having fun with it, especially because SJWs don't have fun. Yeah, they don't like fun. There was a whole article <laughs> in Jezebel about how we should rename the Independence Day to anything else, anything but Independence Day. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. It was, just, it was a child's creed. They don't, they are completely joyless. And when I was an SJW, there is a pressure not to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have to try and suppress it, you know, just like you have to try and not laugh at certain jokes. Well, this goes well with Marxism because it's, you know, you're not supposed to joke while in bread lines either. So I think this all, it all goes together, Carrie. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm excited that I have no idea what you want to talk about today. I like, Sometimes it's fun to go in totally blind to see what has raised your ire. Well, it actually is just, it's more of a theme. And you're familiar with this article, but we've never covered it on the show. So in the spirit of that Jezebel article, I wanted to read to you how to have a miserable 4th of July, according to Vice. (laughs) Okay. This isn't, I mean, that Jezebel article that come out, is that a recent one? Uh, yeah, the Jezebel article, let's find it. Hold on. The Jezebel article came out yesterday. And it's just bitching about, you know, everything's horrible. So why are we celebrating Independence Day? We shouldn't, we should. And then she lists a whole bunch of mock names. I assume it's a she. Let me look. Zer. It's a she. So... (laughs) Everyone posts the same flag cake on Instagram day. Unionize your workplace day. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's, it's just, just stupid sarcasm. They right. also, sarc- I like sarcasm when it's used sparingly. And often, especially SJWs, they use it in place of actual popular humor. Yeah, it's their entire argument. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no, she didn't actually make an argument for why Independence Day is a bad name and we should blah, blah, blah. She just, she just, you know, snark. Um, Although, interestingly enough, she wrote, there's not a single person I know that still refers to Columbus Day as anything other than Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, you need to learn, meet some other people. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to meet you, Carter. Yes. Hi, Joan. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. What's this is your- very similar. So this is an article from last year. Okay. In Vice. Um, let me see if I can share. Here we go. Okay. Is it sharing? Yes, we see it. Okay. How to celebrate the 4th of July when America is a constant disappointment. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> If you no, feel low expectations, it will not be a disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Why this person? This is a person who wants to be disappointed. 
That's my opinion. If you feel like patriotism is morally repulsive right now, you would be correct. Mm. Okay, then it's an American flag with a bunch of cry tears on it. No, those are those are uh, those are not cry tears. Those are tattoos for all of the people we've killed. These are like the your oh. tattoos, right? I think. Or is it supposed to be blood? I don't know. I'm, I imagine, you know how the, the gangsters get the tattoos, the tear tattoos under their eye for murders? Uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm just guessing. Okay. Okay, Let's- by the way, this article was originally published on Broadly, a former Vice website. Of course it was. Broadly was their uh, website focused on gender and identity, and I guess it went under. Um, Shock. <laughs> how though? Oh, this is a column devoted to helping you manage all the daunting complications of being live. Okay. America has always been bad. I I, I hate that. I I hate it before it even starts. Why? I hate people. I hate people who are like all the daunting complications of being alive. It's like, are you still a teenager? (laughs) Fuck up. That attitude towards life is so uh, indicative of, of leftists. They just think everything is a daunting complication of being alive. Does sometimes life suck? Yes, but that's how they view every, everything is like, oh my God, I, I have to have a president I don't like. Oh my God, I have to you know, <laughs> suffer the trauma. California just passed a law outlawing, uh, <laughs> they just passed a law banning discrimination based on hair because they're worried oh. that people are going to discriminate based on hair. It's this kind of mentality of like, the daunting complication of people not liking my my hair. My hair. I had that uh, problem. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I, mean, I needed I a law. Before you even started, Carrie. I'm no, sorry. no. Go read the article. Mm-hmm. Okay, it starts off with a with a really uh, uh, declarative sentence. America has always been bad. <laughs> no matter oh. who. Yeah. Sure. No matter who the president is or was. That's Since, why we have so many immigrants trying to get into America because it's, it's so, so bad. Bad. Everyone wants to come here because it's so bad. It's, it's the worst. Awful. Absolutely the worst. <laughs> Since Trump's election, however, the qualities that make America particularly bad, racism, sexism, homophobia, the institutionalized manifestations of each of these, etc., have been emboldened, forcing many people to reckon with the ugly reality of their beloved USA. This is not America, I keep hearing, but the truth of the matter is that family separation, a disregard for black lives, homophobia, and every other incarnation of white male supremacy are exactly what America is made of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're really selling me on America here. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You are any flaw you ever had. That's what you are. That the essence of America is not that it has a few problems, to a lesser extent than most other nations, but that it has those problems at all, that those problems define America. In light of that, celebrating the 4th of July in the spirit of patriotism may sound far from appealing. Here are some alternative ways to celebrate the 4th of July that include less blind nationalism and more uplifting communities that American institutions have so long worked against. Now, if I could retitle this article, it would be how to have the most miserable 4th of July possible while pretending like you're celebrating. So let's, this, is, this is a sales pitch to join the left. Here we <laughs> this go. Is, yeah. This is the kind of parties you can have. You too. <laughs> can have these kind of parties and celebrations. Let's find out, Carrie. I'm excited. 
a Mary Mary SJW fourth. Okay. If you're number one, if you're hosting a get together, consider setting an intention for the function that finds something to celebrate about America that isn't simple nationalism, possibly focusing, a, focusing on a minority community you belong to. Invites could say something like, quote, I'm having a get together to celebrate the resilience of insert marginalized community in America as one option. Okay. So uh, <laughs> white males doesn't count. No. Uh, to celebrate the resilience of white males. <laughs> that's, that's my party. <laughs> Come on over for a beer and some burgers. The resilience of white males in America. <laughs> I don't think she would come to your party. I don't think oh, she would. I'm setting an intention. You're not a marginalized community, yeah. according By to the way, <laughs> Setting an intention is... <laughs> it's like instant... It's instant. <laughs> Like, the worst thing you can do with the party is set an intention. <laughs> it's like a land, de- it's one of those land declarations they do before. Yeah, Niagara they- for yeah. a party. Okay. <laughs> this is okay. great already. Okay, so we've got our invitations done, guys. We're having a marginalized resilience day party. Okay, number two. As you shop for food and party supplies, try buying from businesses owned and operated by indigenous people or other communities who face <laughs> systemic disadvantage in the U.S., uh, well, you know, in fairness, I did, I grew up in upstate New York and we did like to drive onto the reservation to buy gas from the Indians because they didn't have to pay taxes and gas was cheaper. So mm-hmm. I can get behind number two. If number there's two. a, if there's a native American reservation near you and you can avoid paying taxes by all means, uh, purchase your goods there. This is a moral, this is a, such a, 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 what we call virtue signaling, but it's actually, it is, if you, if you think of SJW ideology as a religion, which I do, um, they have their own version of morality. It, you know, th- as much as they like to mock, for the most part, most SJWs I know mock Christians, um, this is how they feel moral. Like, they, they care just as much about purity. Jonathan Haidt writes about this. They care just as much about purity as the religious right does. It's just that they view purity in a different way. They view buying from indigenous communities as a form, like your food has to be the most pure possible and the, the least systemic disadvantage or, you know, it's, it's their version of morality. Whiteness um, is a contagion and buy from the least contagious. Yeah. Okay. Number, number three, consider asking for material or monetary donations from your guests for a cause <laughs> that our government and or American institutions have abandoned or actively worked against like what, Flint, Michigan water crisis or abortion access. Uh, or I, I, I vote for freedom or supporting the second amendment. So like uh, gun owners of America, something like that, that would be a good cause. Also a great thing for a party. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go, like that's a reason to not go to parties. Are they gonna be pressuring me for donations like that you just don't go to those parties? Who goes to plus, those parties? You plus, go to parties where there's alcohol and barbecue, especially well, in the summer. And plus, what kind of food are you buying? Like, if you if you limit yourself, where you, it's not always like you're going to have a lot of options. It's like, welcome to my party for marginalized communities. We have a lot of booze, and then these tiny little canapes, and that's it. You know, <laughs> I intention. I shopped like a racist does. Now give me some money. This is a great party so far. Uh, okay. Okay. And give me your money. Yes. Okay. Set up number four, set up activities that are rooted in helping and or honoring a person or community of your choice, like writing letters to children who've been separated from their parents at the border. (laughs) Guys, come over to the activity table. 
This is not a party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those parties happen. <laughs> also, if your guests have had some a little bit, where the sorry, if your guests have had a little bit to drink, I'm just imagining what these letters are going to be like. <laughs> writing to children at the border. <sighs> okay. Okay. Number five, hold a reading of poems and stories written by people who've suffered hardships due to American policies, customs, and or agencies. So again, I would argue that um, people who pay taxes have suffered hardships due to American policies. So you could read poems about anything. By the way, you know what? Um, I don't want to derail the conversation, but we have Keith on later today uh, for our live show. And uh, he has, he's been doing this for decades. He reads the, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution every Independence Day. I think that's an awesome tradition. What a cool tradition, yeah. And yeah. it's actually related to, yeah. None of, yeah. yeah. Um, or you could alternatively, uh, you could read poems or stories written <laughs> by people who suffered hardships due to American policies. <laughs> or, or due to American customs. <laughs> this customs... Again, if you notice, this is about like, okay, let's say you wanted to read stuff from like indigenous communities or what have you. You could find stuff that's about celebration as well. It, she's purposefully looking for hor stories of horror. This is, a, this is not about celebrating. Well, I, this is also not about this holiday. She's not even celebrating what the holiday is about. If you want to celebrate indigenous people, you can celebrate it on what the Jezebel reporter calls Indigenous Peoples Day or something. Independence Day is specifically about the foundation of this country and becoming actually not one independent country, a bunch of independent countries in a coalition, but that's a separate issue. Becoming independent from or declaring their independence from the king. That's what this holiday is about. If you don't like it, just don't celebrate. Just write an article about how you shouldn't celebrate it or don't celebrate or whatever. But Pretending that it's about something else is the worst party ever. Yeah. Okay. Now this one, <clears throat> this one I have something to say about because this one really. All right. We're on number six. Okay. okay. Number six. If you sense that you've been invited to a patriotic party <gasps> where you'll be expected to wear red, white, and blue and all but make out with the American flag. Feel free to ditch it and instead spend your time volunteering to help resettled refugees or fight for gun reform. <laughs> okay, so number one, she's telling you to spend this day fighting against our Second Amendment. Um, yep. Number two, and and number two, here here's the reason I love, for whatever reason, I've come. To, I've always loved celebrating holidays, but I used to not get into the red, white, and blue that much because I was a dutiful SJW. And there's something, and I will tell you in my echo chamber that I was in, in that part of the left, they hate the flag. It's not your imagination. They hate the flag. They hate the red, white, and blue. It's triggering for them for whatever reason. I think because they associate people that, that well, I think honestly, because they, without really thinking deeply about it, I think they do hate some parts of, like, they hate the Second Amendment. They hate the First Amendment. Some of them. Oh, they hate the country. They're, fun, no, fundamentally, they're globalists. They'll say they don't hate the country. But this was, uh, you, you can see this based on the, the, there was a New York Times opinion piece out, uh, I think today or yesterday, just in time for Fourth of July, about how America's not great, it's just okay, and we're not a lot different than other nations, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, and, and, you know, they cite some real problems with America, most of which have happened recently as it's gotten away from its 
fundamental limited government roots. But um, the these people are they actually are globalists, right? So they don't like celebrating Independence Day because they don't like the the unique political structure, the, the, the political structure that makes America unique, the Constitution, right? We're the only we're the only country with freedom of speech, for example, codified in a constitution. So a lot of things that make America special, they don't actually like. They they want globalism. They want us to view all countries as equal. And and then they conflate that with with racism. So they basically say, if you think America is special, that makes you racist. When really a a government structure is distinct from a race, but they try and they try and paint them with the same brush and then say, you have to appreciate all countries equally, all cultures, all countries, everything has to be equal. They're all the same. It doesn't matter whether you live in Uganda or Sweden or China or the US. They're all kind of this they're all the same. They're all they are globalists. So it makes sense they hate the flag, even if they don't think about it that way. That's why they viscerally hate the flag because they hate America. But, Fundamentally, they hate but America. And anecdotally, like, so I have friends who don't spend that much time thinking about it. They just hate red, white, and blue. It triggers them. They hate. Uh, they 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 love the whole taking a knee thing. They don't like the pledge. Um, and even when they love some of these, some of these SJWs are Texan and they have no problem with the Texas flag and stuff. I used to work with, I used to have, uh, some former friends who've since become non-friends when they found out about my podcast and my beliefs, I guess. Um, they, they specialize in, uh, anyway, they do, they do cowboy boots. Um, they have no problem doing Texas flag cowboy boots. We'll never do an American flag, even a very tasteful vintage design, like from the 50, we'll never do it. And it's this visceral reaction of like, oh, the red, the stars and stripes is like, it bothers them. But fine with the Texas flag, fine with anything state related, but how dare you want to wear or, or pay tribute to or celebrate anything to do with the flag? You must be a redneck. Like, that's the way they think of it. They look down at people. So now right. I'm, I'm like, I think about, and I'm not saying they explicitly all think. Oh, I, I know. I'm just that's, saying that's the reason behind their visceral reaction. I know. I'm just, I'm just giving an anecdotal response to like, okay. I, I know exactly what you're saying, Carter. Yeah. Okay. So, so, but they, they viscerally have a response to it and they look down their nose at people who celebrate it. So it, for some reason, I've, again, I have some, a problem with authority. <laughs> In this case, authority to me is not the uh, nation. It's not, it's not, America, the authority for me viscerally is are these people who want to poo-poo the idea of celebrating the fourth. So I've just gone overboard. I know it. I realize it. I acknowledge it. <laughs> but I'm like going the other way. All right. So, okay. Okay. So wait, where were we? We were okay, on number. We're six. on number seven. Okay, okay. We just did six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bring or set up petitions at any functions you attend or throw, whether they be to get progressive voices on ballots, oppose a fracking proposal in your community, or protect DACA. You might get on people's nerves if you're shoving petitions in their faces while they're trying to get drunk, but deporting kids who've never lived anywhere else should get on their nerves more. Like, I'm a moral busybody. I'm going to tell you what should be getting on your nerves. This, by the way, Carrie, you've said this before, and I think we've talked about this uh... They really just hate fun. They just don't want to have, oh. they hate when other people are enjoying their lives. They see yeah. someone having fun somewhere and they have to go ruin it. Uh, they hate fun. Okay. Number eight, small talk sucks. Ask fellow guests if they're registered to vote and tell them how to do that if they don't know. <laughs> By the way, I agree that small talk sucks, but you know what sucks more than small talk? 
politics. Mm. Politics is worse than small talk. I can. I used to hate small talk, but I can. I can do some small talk now. I don't like small talk. Well, you need to come to Texas. Okay, number nine. Reach out to your local mosque, Black Lives Matter <laughs> chapter, or LGBTQ center to see if and how they can use your help organizing or celebrating this fourth. The three pillars of American, the fa- <laughs> the, fa- the pillars of the foundation of America, local mosques, Black Lives Matter, and the LGBTQ plus AAP to R. Yes. All right. Number 10, if you're planning a get together, look at your guest list. If it's homogenous in race, gender, or sexuality, question why? And think about who else you can reach out to without tokenizing. Okay, this, number 10 says, it's basically, number 10 is, please tokenize your friends and only judge and look at them based on their race and sex and sexuality, but pretend like you're not doing that. Right. Yeah. How can you tokenize without tokenizing? Tokenizing. I used to, so one of the, the SJW groups I was on the board of was uh, called WAM, Women Action in the Media. And uh, I was on the board and I, when I lived in Los Angeles, I used to constantly, they were always like, we need to get more women of color. We need to get more women of color. And I'd been doing, before that, I'd been doing some events unrelated to SJW stuff, like fun stuff with friends, like craft night and stuff like that, that were completely like racially and sexuality wise, they were very diverse. And they're like, how do you get people to come to things? And how do you, I'm like, because you don't target them the way you're doing. You don't go in and say, how do we get more black people? I mean, I really truly believe you're, that's the wrong way to do it. You're just not gonna, because that's all you are focusing on. It's the same thing with these white women we've talked about who try to add friends of color. When you're tokenizing someone, you can't just pretend like you're not doing it. That's what you're doing. And it's, it's disingenuous and it's fake. And who wants to be your friend just because you wanna add a, person of color or queer person also you're racist i mean it, it's, it's racist yeah this is something that this has bothered me and for years and i see it i've seen it mostly in silicon valley but even normal people in silicon valley not social justice warriors and even prior to the the kind of post trump trump derangement syndrome takeover of california regular people who aren't radical leftists will often if we're on boards together or uh, I you know I spend a lot of time giving advice to companies and early stage companies so a lot of times it was about hiring or structuring a board or whatever ordinary people would say like oh well we need we need a person of color or we need a woman or we need this or we need that um and it always really bothered me as as a racist sexist stupid horrible thing to do that's not how if that's how you're judging people you are racist or sexist yes that's not how you judge people you need the right person for the job this whole idea that uh gender or racial diversity is its own end in an organization is abhorrent it's a racist bigoted idea and it's not a value on its own it's not thought is a value sure but you don't want to structure it based on these superficial things. And people, you're right, Carrie, people know. And, and people know when they're there as a token. And the good people, the people that you actually might want, they don't want to be there as a token. They don't so want to be a token. Or, or like argue about it. The people who show up as tokens 
are the shitheads who don't mind taking advantage of it. Yes. And suck. And so they're not the people you want shit. anyway. I'm going to cut in here. They're, they're not the people you want anyway. And, th- and this reminds me of that thing that was going around on Twitter a couple weeks ago about like some, some white guy, I don't know, he was talking about how he's never going to be, you shouldn't be on science uh, panels anymore if they're all men. You have to make sure there's women on them. F you. I don't, women don't want to be, the good women don't want to be in a panel because they're a woman. They want to be on the panel because you thought of them because their work was good and they deserve to be on the panel. Not, now you've set it up so that if the woman gets invited to a panel, it's like, well, gosh, am I here because I'm a woman or because they really like my work? Or It sucks. Don't do that to women. Like, right. and, and you're right, Carrie. And you get the other thing. I actually think it works against the whole cause, too, because you end up with you end up getting only the moochers say yes to those opportunities because they don't have a problem using their skin color or their sex as the reason that they're included. And, and because their work sucks. And that is the reason right. they're included. Right. <laughs> the work, the work didn't suck. You would have invited them anyway without worrying about their skin color or their their sex. So they're there for the wrong reasons. Only moochers are there for the wrong reasons. So now, instead of having a panel with all men, you have panels with some women on them or half women or whatever the goal is, but all the women suck. So now everyone's looking at it going, well, gee, women kind of suck because before I didn't have a, like, I didn't have a contrast. And now you're putting shitty women on the panel because the good women aren't going to show up because they know you're just tokenizing. It's yeah. better to just not have – you have only the experts, have only the people who are actually compelling show up. And if it happens to be all men, fine. If it happens to be all women, fine. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay, number 11. Sorry, I had to rant about that. It bothered me. <laughs> Dishes aren't fun, but take one for the environment and avoid paper and plastic waste. Climate change is real, even if the president begs to differ. Okay, I number – yeah. yeah. Okay. Number 12, support the free press. One of America's actually good cultural institutions. Oh, this person likes the press now. I wonder why. And sign up for a new subscription or two like uh, ProPublica, Jacobin, or your local paper this fourth. Next fourth, you can evaluate what you've learned from this source and opt into another year or find a new outlet. Number 13, we know wait, the real wait. fourth. You want to talk about that one? No, I, did they... Yeah, they really wrote your local paper. Uh, are there local papers anymore? Yeah. Who reads the paper? Does anyone, I'm sure a lot of people listening are going to be pissed at me. Who the fuck I, reads the paper? You read the I paper? Like, I read the paper sometimes, yeah. I've got a little tiny paper here. I like really? It. Yeah. Oh, my God. It also tells me what's going on. That's how I know about the Red Poppy Festival and stuff. All right. <laughs> okay. Number 13, we know the real 4th of July action goes down at night, so use a few minutes of your morning to call your state representatives and voice your concerns about any number of the never-ending decisions from, from hell that this administration has thrown at us, be it the travel ban. Oh, I'm surprised she called it the travel ban and not the Muslim ban. They usually like to call it the Muslim ban. The travel ban, discrimination against LGBTQ people, or violent anti-migrant policies. Take your pick. This, is a, this person is a joy. A joy to be around. Yeah. <laughs> they are, they're a never-ending list of, of what they are. Okay. Uh, I think SJW, I was thinking this morning, what's, a, what's another good thing for the acronym? It's like soulless, joyless, witches. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Soulless, joyless. <laughs> witches. Whale babies. I was going to say whales is maybe better given 
Oh no, I meant whale like W-A-I-L, like crybaby. I meant fat people. Okay. If the state of America seems dismal right now, it's because it is, politically at least. But America isn't just the white men in power or the news that seems more and more dystopian by the day. It's also the people hiding undocumented immigrants from ICE. Okay, these are the real heroes, right? Hiding by, by undocumented. By I, I want to point something out. Mm-hmm. The news is more dystopian, but not in the way this person means. No. <laughs> it's propaganda. They don't under, these same people, these leftists, I can tell you again, anecdotally, the same ones that all rushed out to buy 1984 when Trump got elected, they've never read it. They, and they don't get it if they have. They remember what it was about kind of from school. And then they talk, the same way they talk about The Handmaid's Tale without having read it. I'm like, you guys, you should read the book. Okay. Uh, it's a, okay, so America is also the people hiding undocumented immigrants from ICE, the women risking arrest in order to fight for the reunification of families that our government tore apart. And the next 28-year-old Latinx, Latinx, by the way, that's an SJW word if you hadn't heard that before, Latinx congresswoman from the Bronx who just last November was still a bartender. If you're having a hard time finding things to celebrate about America this 4th of July, I suggest starting with them. So starting with AOC. Latinx is a word they use. Um, actually, I think in the Democratic debates, we heard a candidate use it, and I was like, oh. Uh. Yeah, I'm... Well, I Latinx just... I thought Latinx was just like, if you don't know the gen... Like, if you don't know male... Yes, like, yes, okay. but it's it's something they they made popular, and now it's like a virtue signaling thing to say that. By the way, speaking about hiding undocumented immigrants from ICE, uh, number one, I believe that is a crime. Number two, uh, I did you hear about this? Cory Booker supposedly he he tweeted today. I cro- this is yesterday. Today I crossed the U.S. Mexico border with in El Paso with fans together and Los Americas IAC to help five women present themselves present themselves for asylum. These are my observations. Please don't look away. And then he had a thing. Mm-mm, is helping people cross the border is that also a crime? I don't know. Or were they crossing legally? I don't they know. They were probably they were maybe crossing legally. I oh, did okay. see that Beto O'Rourke is campaigning in Mexico though, which I thought was funny. He's campaigning in Mexico? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> maybe he'll be relevant there. Maybe. Nice hat. Thank you. Yeah. So Well, Carrie, that was um that was some great advice <laughs> you gave us for celebrating today. How to have a miserable day yeah. and, and make everyone around you miserable and virtue signal about how miserable you are and how much your country sucks butt. Um, so I have uh, my three things are um, taking the first one from Keith, the three, my three recommendations, uh, read the constitution, go shooting and grill some uh, red meat. Those are the three yeah. things that you should do. Uh, and obviously you should watch fireworks or if you can light fireworks off. And I would say if you do, I do enjoy trolling once in a while. Wear some red, white, and blue just to get a little, get a little reaction. If you can get the 13 star flag, the Betsy Ross flag, wear that. Plus, plus I just like the red, white, and blue. It's fun. It's festive. Yeah. Yeah. I've got got these um, leggings. I don't know if you can see them. This is the one leg and this is the other leg. Yeah. Uh, you are a caricature of everything your former self hates. <laughs> would hate. That's what I, it actually makes me laugh. My former self would be like, oh, I hate, look at that person. 
<laughs> uh, well, but anyway, then they might be like, "Oh, I know she seems she seems nice though." Maybe. <laughs> no, is that what you did? Oh, she seems nice. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, happy Fourth of July, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie, for helping us celebrate. Yeah. I'm, we're going to miss you on Deprogrammed today. I'm going to miss you guys. I'm, it sounds like a very exciting episode. And, and tell Keith, I said, one of these days, I'll get to talk to him. Yeah. No, he wants to, he wants to hang out. Um, but uh, we will see you back tomorrow morning for Coffee. Yeah. Bye, guys. Have a happy fourth. And subscribe and click the notification bell. I remember too late. <laughs> we'll still leave it in. Leave it in. Bye. Bye-bye.